You can check out all the episodes of the Table of Truth on our website, www.tableoftruth.com. More than Kobe Bryant. There is no one. Kobe doing work. Two four on my shirt. He the greatest on the court, and I'm the greatest on the verse. Going for the fourth ring like it was his first. Welcome everybody to the Table of Truth. This is your man Cam. With me as always is the E Double E Ben LL since Cool J. Second name Cam, last name Collins. What's good? And we have our guest, uh, Brother Josh from Brooklyn, a.k.a. Young Avery Brooks, a.k.a. Black Professor Xavier, <laughs> out this month. I, you know, I need to start doing AKAs. I'm just uh, I'm not quick with it. That's why I like go first, and then yeah. I let everybody else make cool AKAs. AKA you know, Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah. A- <laughs> AKA <laughs> Officer Vulgar on Twitter. Me? Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, man. Happy New Year to everybody. Table of Truth is, I'm not even going to say back because I need three in a row to make it back. True. But baby steps. So we here. Right. Go. <laughs> I got a small gripe. After the 5th of January, we don't say Happy New Year anymore. That's a, that's a little <laughs> for that, man. Dude, the month's already over. Yeah. That's the part that's even crazy. Pretty much. This we have the- a new year and still? Nah. Yeah, exactly. This is the month where we start seeing ratchet flyers with MLK and Martin, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, oh, with the waves and the uh, the, the do rags. Yeah. I think I saw yes. one with um, what was the one that was? Oh, the one with Rihanna. I think that was the one where he was like the ham was on his on her shoulder, and he had like the, the oh. Why <laughs> must we do that? Yo, you cannot. I I would not. I'm not doing it. So just off principle, can't do it. My my Wakandan people. Seriously, <laughs> tell them my, my 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 liberi- uh, Liberians get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we just passed up uh, MLK weekend and we saw all the horrible Martin fires that always do uh, every year. I don't know why they continue to do this, no matter what. You know, sitting on uh, you know everyone everyone has like some type of a twerking MLK party going on, and it's yeah, it's always yeah. horrible. Dude. Um. But on a much more somber and sadder note, we lost a great one this weekend. Indeed. Uh, Kobe Bryant has passed away in an accident over the weekend. And it's been hitting a lot of people way a lot harder than they probably even expected. And even people that aren't hardcore basketball fans or even basketball adjacent fans, I think we've been all hit as well. And uh, Cam is our resident Lakers uh, fan. Let you uh, start start us off a little bit with that, man. Um, it's kind of bittersweet that we are starting the show so late, but I think in the long run, I think it's better you guys caught me today than rather yesterday. Uh, I was pretty much a hot mess, and let me just backtrack. My city, the city of L.A., uh, that I lived the longest. Uh, we took some L's this past year, like mm. major L's. We lost Nip, Nipsey Hussle, and we lost Kobe Bryant. And um, I always find it um, very – I, I kind of find it ridiculous that, like, you know, some people can, you know, be emotional over celebrities that they don't know. But there are those select few, whether it be movies or in, in entertainment or whatever format – that can touch a person in a way that affects their lives 
as they're growing up or later in life. And there have been a few people that have really had an impact. Um, I'm a fan of basketball. So I, I, I grew up watching the Lakers. Um, I grew up a Magic Johnson fan. And, and, and that encompasses uh, respecting all the greats that came after Magic since I've been watching basketball. And Kobe Bryant was a fixture in the Lakers. I have not a love-hate relationship. I'm, I would like to say I am a uh, practical Laker fan. I'm not a Kobe stan per se, but I will defend him in any barbershop discussion when it's discussed and when his discuss his position in the pantheon of NBA greats. And uh, as of yesterday, uh, I found out that he passed in a tragic accident. The way I found out uh, was just by happenstance where I just forgot my phone in the house. We were about to go run errands. I come in the house, uh, grab something, and I pick up my phone. I see a thousand missed messages. And now uh, a little backstory with me is that uh, people who know me know I'm a diehard Laker fan. And like they like to troll me sometimes, saying, oh, Kobe's out for the season or LeBron's out for the season, blah, 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 blah. So when I saw three TMZ reports of Kobe dying in a, a helicopter crash, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And I didn't see anything. I do I do a quick search, and it's all TMZ. Now, the problem with TMZ is that TMZ usually be on the money when it comes to deaths, but it also is not a credible news source. So I was waiting to hear uh, additional reports from other outside news sources. And uh, me and my lady were driving, and then all of a sudden, I get the confir- confirmation from the NBA station on Sirius Satellite Radio, and I, like... Let me say, I have not cried. I've cried over three celebrities. Uh, maybe, yeah, three. Magic, Michael, uh, and Prince. And Kobe is now the next one. And when I found out he passed away in a tragic ass, not only him, but his daughter and seven other people. And I don't want to disregard them, but like right now, the one that affected me was Kobe because I have a connection to Kobe. Excuse me. And I literally was driving. I had to pull over. I was bawling. I was a mess. My lady has never seen me cry ever. And like, I was just, the tears came out. I didn't know who to talk to. I got a lot of text messages telling me that he had passed away. Like diehard Laker haters calling me to check up on me because they know how much of a fan of the Lakers and Kobe Bryant I am. And like, I, I literally was lost. I'm walking down Chinatown, sitting on a curb trying to like believe that I just heard that this man is no more, no, not walking amongst the living anymore. And it's still weird to the the next day that even when I kind of forget a little bit slightly, I do something and it just takes my mind off Kobe. And then I'm reminded again that he is not here with us. Like I literally just heard this man talk a few days ago. He tweeted uh, LeBron saying that like, congratulations on passing him on like all time scoring list. So it's pretty surreal, but like yesterday I was a hot mess. I was I have never cried like that in a long time. And the problem, not the problem, but the thing is with Kobe, he's bigger than basketball. Uh, and I know however you feel, like people feel a certain type of way with his case and whatnot, but they treating this man like some people trying to spin the narrative like this man R. Kelly or Roman Polanski, and he's not that. He paid his dues, it was settled, the, the case was dropped. And, like, he hasn't done anything since then to put himself in that position. But I don't want to – like, personally, I didn't want to see the narrative of him, them trying to spin it, man. We Like, this man was a father, a husband, 
and it's gone. And the family of the, the Bryant family, Vanessa lost a husband and a daughter at the same day. And the families of the other people that were lost in a helicopter crash. So it, it really, really, really hit me. And a lot of not only Laker fans, fans of L.A., but NBA fan, if you're a fan of the NBA, this hurts. This is this is big. So, mm. yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think the uh, it also is because of the the closing and uh, closest of age too, where a lot of people have been like, you know, they were in high school when Kobe was in high school, and then he joined the NBA. So you've been following him literally for the last twenty some odd years, and you have that connection. And I was like, kind of explaining it to someone that was like. Um, to me, I would say probably when Aaliyah died, had the same kind of level because she is the same age of a lot of us that were into that type of music. And so not even on just like a fan level, but it was just like a, a reality check for someone that when someone's your own age and on that level of celebrity and then they die, it, it just it almost gives you a gut check of your own mortality as well. Can I? Okay. I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to say, yes, uh, I, I'm 40 years old. Uh, and I grew up watching Magic Bird and Jordan, and I, I know who they are. I watched them play. I've seen them play. Uh, I, I I recognize the game. I, would, I can actually say I saw them play. But like you said, we are Kobe was forty one years old. He was a year older than me. Yep. He when I went to prom, or he was a year removed from prom, taking brandy. When he got drafted by the Lakers, I was in college. I was there. Like it seemed like it's like when you grow up with your favorite, uh, like Rudy Huxtable. Mm, yep. you, me and Rudy are like the same age, right? So it's kind of like watching your brother be successful on the team that you grew up watching. And I felt like this man should have been Bill Russell, you know, like growing old. Right, right, right. You know, like because he was entering the second stage of his career and doing other things. And what was crazy, I think he was about to be like a very huge ambassador of the WNBA, especially coaching his 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 daughter, Gigi. That's the cold part about it. Is not only he gone and others, but they took Gigi, the one that played hoop. Like he wasn't even into basketball after he retired. Gigi was the one that sparked his interest back in the basketball. Because if you ask from interviews, people ask Kobe, "Do you miss?" He's like, "No, nah, I left it all on the court." However, he said, "But once Gigi got involved, then my uh, love of the game or teaching the game to Gigi sparked up again, and he became more invested in his daughters." And you, you come to find out, he was taking these helicopter rides. Because he valued family and spending time with his kids. He didn't do it to be like, oh, I'm in a helicopter. He did it because it was efficient for him to spend time with his family. He was like, if I can get to my uh, my daughter's soccer game or whatever in 15 minutes, as opposed to being in traffic, I'm going to do that. So it's just, it's just crazy that, like, the way this went down, that it don't even seem real. That, like, Kobe Bryant, like, all these dudes, Bird, Russell, they still living. Jerry West living. Kobe Bryant is 41 years old and is no longer with us. That's young. That's crazy to me. Yeah. It's just a, it's a gut check on the mortality aspect. And I think that's the part that's kind of crazy because it's a, uh, awake an awakening part. Cause we all know we're going to die at some point, but it's not heavy in our minds at all mm. times. People dying is an old person thing, not a person that's young and vibrant and blah, 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 blah. And I think that when it's someone that's our closer in age, then it kind of like awakens you and you're kind of like, oh shit. And then, and then, like you said, in the tragic way that it is, so it's just like so sudden, you know, he has, he was already posting, he was posting on IG about stuff. He had just met up with Jamie Foxx. They were talking about the mom, but like there's like all these small little snippets because now we're in a hyper uh, socialized world where like, you know, he was doing his thing and then snuffed out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 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 reaction even made it even extra like heavy too. Right. 
because like we you know we like legit were just he was talking about Mamba Academy and like Gigi and like a lot of stuff that she was doing a lot of the NBA WNBA women were like really uh embracing her for her and her journey and her basketball and he was like super into it he was coaching teams he had like you know he already started to get known as like that the hard coach for the, his girls team that he was teaching. like there's like all these post basketball things that he was already you know he already had one like he got like two oscars or something like that uh, emmy yeah emmy, yeah emmy and an oscar sorry yeah. <laughs> so he was very he was definitely on the on the he was already his post basketball life was because on the trajectory to be even greater than his basketball life, which is even in more insane because he's already, you know, top ep- ep- echelon in terms of uh, basketball players. But, like, the moves that he was making post-basketball was even was literally on the path of even being mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one because, I mean, like, I think as you, you, you put it perfectly just now, you know, his, his impact is greater than just basketball. Uh, and it, you know, just, just, uh, it, it, it's stunning. It's just beyond words. It, you're, you're beyond, it's beyond words, you know, to be able to describe what Kobe Bryant meant to the sport, meant to people in general. Um, you know, to reiterate something Cam just said, <clears throat> you know, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of people who are taking the opportunity opportunity to take pot shots at his legacy now that he's gone uh you know bringing up his out al- his rape allegations from from eons ago and you know the man's made good on it. he yeah. made he's made good on it like several times over at this point like you can't hang him out to dry permanently it seems like that's 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 a thing now you know he can't ever come back from whatever he did and that's just foolishness you know the man clearly dedicated at least publicly dedicated uh rededicated himself rededicated sounds stupid because he was probably always dedicated to his family but you know it's very obvious that he that he put aside a lot of the petty foolishness and just sort of zoned in on what was important and there's nothing to contradict it that that contradicts that from then to now you know so just let yeah let the man's right legacy that's ride. A... i mean and for God's sake. Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, <laughs> and I think that's what's the most interesting too, because it's like, you know, even the the biggest Kobe haters were all kind of like putting that, putting their pettiness aside and just being like, "Yo, man, you know, I don't like. I might not like him, the basketball player, but him, the human, was a good dude, stand up, and can't take nothing about it." And they were like, you know, but then, like you said, there are the, the people that will take the, you know, hey, let's recirculate the freaking mm-hmm. rape charge from yeah, 15 man, years ago, and let's read, like necessary. just rehash and stuff. And honestly, like, uh, in another group that I have, one of our friends kind of said, kind of had that that callous kind of remark of just like. You know, oh, why is all these people mourning a rapist? Blah 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 blah. And like one of the things we just quickly was like, look, dude, it's cool if you don't like him, but just be quiet. <laughs> like let people be. You can keep your opinion. No one's saying you can't have that, but just at this moment, just let that be to yourself, dude. Like it's not. You know, I think that's the part that the the home training part for a lot of people at this this time in this period of time is so bad. Where it's just like, yeah, man, if you don't like this dude then don't just shut the fuck up and let other people mourn let them mourn you don't need to add your 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 callous opinion or what he did if you literally think you know there's people saying with michael jackson when he passed away they're like oh well he was a child molester da, 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 da. it's like yo man if that's your opinion and that's then, what you believe cool cool but yeah. at this moment 
just let that be to yourself. You can sit to the side, let people mourn on their own, and let them have their thing. Like it, you are adding nothing to this conversation by saying whatever you want to say. That's in a negative way for someone that people uh, uh, enjoy or revere or whatever. So it's like I think that level of like sensitivity is so gone for a lot of people yes. where they don't even look. They don't even have the second thought of thinking that oh I, maybe I shouldn't say this. They're just like ah whatever that guy is blah 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 yada yada yada. It's like even if you weren't a basketball fan, you can appreciate other human beings appreciating someone else sure. just being like all right you know and i think that's that's the part that gets lost sometimes I, I will, the callousness and negatives just comes comes first i will say it's not just appreciation for the player it's appreciation for human life and i understand mm. people die every day and they go unheralded but you know kobe was a big influence on a lot of people's lives and to reiterate uh none of these people were talking about this before he died exactly uh, yeah. and none of these people uh, like the victim, quote unquote, you know, Kobe made a mistake, said, oh, I thought it was consensual. It wasn't. It was settled. The case was dismissed. He had more scrutiny. I think it comes down to people who just didn't like the individual or the Lakers because anytime I got into a debate, they'd be like, oh, Kobe's a rapist. And that was just like a troll jab. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was like, okay, if that's your, like your, your, your argument to, or the, the hill you're going to die on to win this argument, then you don't have no ground to stand on. And when I come back to it, I'm like, dude, you guys are treating this guy like he's R. Kelly. Like, mm-hmm. this is very different. And, yeah. like, I look back at that, and I'm like, man, this dude, dude did, everything, like, everything for women, uh, for, it rectified his marriage. His, he's all about, he got four daughters. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm saying? So, I was not trying to hear, oh, you're celebrating. I, I, I was, I had no energy to be honest for it. I literally like I, I drained myself from crying. I literally was crying like multiple times just going through like the highlights, the memories, understanding that he his daughter is gone, understanding that seven other lives were lost. It just was unfathomable to mm-hmm. to hear that Kobe Bryant, like if they just said like uh Russell, God forbid, passed away. It went hit his heart because I'm like, man, man, like a hundred. He's been alive since he was playing the KKK when he was going in the league. So, like, <laughs> I get it. But like, Kobe was just like, he just retired, about to be in the enshrined in the Hall of Fame this right. year. So it's wild to me. Yeah, and like I said, I think this is actually like a bad but good example of that aspect of it, where it's kind of like that balance of dualities like when is there uh when are you quote unquote forgiven i think they had the, they were talking about that with um someone tried to say oh a lot of the kobe fans are making the quote unquote same excuses as like like a brett kavanaugh fans like, oh this guy just one and then it was like it's such a bad analogy because it's like come on man like i think that aspect of it too is you have to kind of take a it, i guess it goes in the individual it's like you know when is the penance enough basically right. you know and I think that's I think that's the overall aspect. And I think in the the current climate that we are, you know, one thing that you did in your entire totality of your life is now that's your one thing for the rest of your life, supposedly. And that's true. So I think now it is. It totally is. And I think now that slowly but surely we're starting to get over that. And depending on how the person, you know, deals with it, like you said, when someone passes, it's hard for them to, you know, to to defend themselves, if you want to put it that way. But I think 
especially for someone like Kobe, like you're right. From that moment, literally, that was like his wake up call from anything, the dumb shit that he was doing. From that moment on, he was just like, fuck yeah. that. I know he, exactly what's important to me. Seemingly squeaky. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, as a Knicks fan, I, I can appreciate, I can still appreciate A, his legacy, and B, just the general loss of, of life. Like the dude was, he was, he, he seemed to be about it. Like he was about that mama mentality. He walked it, he talked it, you know, I mean, it just, I think, I think all that he's done, at least publicly since then transcends that one transgression. And if we're all going to, and I said this to somebody in a group that I'm in that, uh, that did the same thing that brought up his rape allegation. I was like, dude, if I held you, to the standard of the one worst thing you've ever done, would you like would that would you consider that fair? And he got quiet. I was like, dude, I'm not trying to silence you. I'm trying to get you to think. Like, just not pile on because the man, you know, because the man had a transgression. Like we all have. We've all done. I put it like this. Super hectic. I put it like this. You know, they tried to Michael Vick Kobe. And, and and there's a few things, a few points I want to talk about is that, you know, like I said, it was dismissed. Let it go. She's not fighting it. You shouldn't either. I, get it. I get it that you want to fight for the rights of women. I, I totally understand. And if this was a bigger deal, like Kobe, like went in or something like that. And like, this was like, he's guilty. You have a right, you know, and I, and I would understand that. But the fact is this man was like, there was no charges. Like it was over. You know what I'm saying? It's like if she doesn't quote unquote have a problem or hasn't voiced or hasn't filed a civil suit or anything to press, this has been years. She had an ample opportunity to retract and say, Look, I want to make this man go to jail, but it never happened. Whatever the reason is, it was done. You know what I'm saying? And and it and, and I'm not trying to sully the, the, the woman's uh legacy, but I, I heard it was it was kind of questionable, you know what I'm saying? So it was very questionable. I'll very questionable. I don't I don't want to yeah, I, I'm man, and I don't want to sound like I'm being like chauvinistic or anything, but like I'll be it, chauvinistic for you. It's cool. It, it didn't add up to me. <laughs> but if Kobe is guilty, then he's gonna, you know, like with any of my heroes, they're gonna face the get uh put put their feet to the fire. But like I said, they're trying to treat this man like this man was Roman Pulaski, R. Kelly type, Cosby type level. I'm like, no, this is a little different. And at the same time, he's done way more good. Then that trans past transgression that he was that there was no charges filed against him formally and it's not on paper anymore. So one hundred percent. And and at the last point I wanted to make, uh, I, and I joke about this, but I said, man, rape case Kobe when he was playing was amazing on the court. That mm-hmm. man, like Chappelle, joked about it. he was playing for his his freedom, but that man, it was one of some of the best Kobe. He, like I think he dropped like fifty eight times in like a straight game somewhere about. He, we didn't know if he was going. Knicks were definitely yeah. a victim of that. Yeah, we didn't know if he was yeah. going to be playing. But that that when Kobe was on trial and he was coming back to play them games, man, he was he was he was playing magnificent ball. I will say that. Agreed. But, but yeah, man. Uh, at the end of the day, rest in peace uh, to all the victims lost in that tragic accident. And uh, I hate to say thoughts and prayers, but my condolences goes out to the Bryant family because that's just a crazy, and he crazy. Forgot the Bryant Jesus family and the family of the others that was lost that I don't have the names to, but they've been released since. Uh, yeah, I'm like actually looking at it right yeah. now. Um, is uh, one of the basketball coaches, his wife and his daughter, you know, the pilot as well. 
another one of the assistant top assistant coaches for the Mamba Academy, um, another mo- a mother and daughter as well that also passed, and then um, but yeah, it's that's the, I think that's the aspect of it too, like you were saying, where it's like you know someone someone posted up a, a quote about you know there's over a hundred thousand people that like die from some form or fashion every day but then another person was kind of like yes that's 100 percent true and they, they well. dropped 81 but, points <laughs> but at the same time they, this is the aspect of it that they're talking about where it's like you know every day over 100,000 people die you know i think it's like 150 something but then um certain people affect more masses of people than others yeah. and i think that needs to be recognized yeah. and so you can't yeah and i think again it's like you're not discounting everyone else but you're also also acknowledging that this one uh, this one person did actually affect a larger more yeah. people and i think that something that that's something to be said where i think sometimes a lot of people kind of like they want to like dismiss that aspect of it but at the same time uh yeah trying to play the, the both sides of them if you want right, to right. Put, put like this Somebody on Twitter said, you know, you value Kobe Bryant and your old parents. I was like, my mom didn't win five rings, so she only got one. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> one beats five beats one. So <laughs> just to put a little humor but, on it though. I mean, and we also, yeah, and um, you know, we idolize our, you know, celeb and athletes in, in a certain level. And it's a athlete or celeb or someone that is popular is also in an altruistic vein that it at positively affects a multitude of people that actually elevates them a little bit more than you like you said the random you know person or whatever whatever um but yeah i think that's the interesting part too where it's just kind of like there's never been a when someone passes away that's the first thing that happens it's kind of like people mourn and they celebrate the life and the legacy and then there's also like yeah but didn't he do <laughs> it's like so it, excuse my language what dickhead that wanted to like spoil the fun i was like this ain't yeah. this ain't the time this ain't the one. There's actually an article yeah. floating around that says, "Yeah, that's that that the headline is yeah, but I'm like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, I'm not even giving you <laughs> clicks for that. Yeah, they know yeah, yeah. But and it's and dead, that's... and he and and yeah. and his daughter is dead, and that's that's it. There's no, there's no yeah, but come yeah. on, man. And I think that's the part. That's the part too, where it's kind of like as I was saying earlier, it's like it's like the the picking and the choosing of it. It's like the it's so easy to yell into the ether and say some asinine comment about something or some someone or something and especially when it comes to like death it's even more and so it's like you know if if you like you like kind of like what people say be like when we're younger you know if you ain't got nothing nice to say don't say it at all (laughs) one last thought on this is that like i said a lot of people like ardent they they may have not liked Kobe or they just hate the Lakers, but literally they everybody felt this like it was it was a big deal, like and and for the city of LA, we, we lost, we this is a major loss, like major loss, like for me, in the pantheon of like people passing away, like I said when, when if Ghostface pass away tomorrow, I don't know y'all gonna have to check on me man like this. this well, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like this, the, these would be the ones that's heavy, and like anything in life that, that you follow, like your heroes or your, your entertainers and stuff that have an impact on your life, it hits it hits close to home. And like this was the one for a lot of people. Uh, like my mom called me. That's crazy. You know, she called me to check on me. She was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'm not." And she Dude, knew. Dude, I hit you yesterday, if you remember. Yeah, no, you hit I me. I was like, yo. Tim hit Tim me. Tim was the first me. Was, as soon as I got the news, I was like, oh, dear. I, I got a call from people CBI. that, like, 
I wasn't expecting for them to call. And I appreciate I left them. I put on Facebook. I appreciate everybody that reached out. Like, I really appreciate you reaching out because, like, it, it seemed ridiculous that I was, like, mourning a celebrity, but, like, it really hit close to home. And I really. We all engage in a certain amount of hero worship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I am coming to grips with that. I just had to fight that feeling I had of just like, oh, man, it's, it's Kobe. I don't know this dude, but, you know, he had an impact on my life. But I appreciate you and everybody else that reached out to check up on me to see how I was doing because I really needed to talk to somebody about it. And mm-hmm. I was talking to my lady, but you know what I'm saying? She, you know, she knows I'm a Laker fan, but she don't understand because we're still brand new. And yeah, she understands, but she doesn't feel you. Cause she's in terms of the aspect of it, like the deep. In the yeah. She was consoling me because she, she saw me break down, but, but those who knew like was like, bro, how you doing? Everything good. Like I, it almost seemed like, cause Kobe, was like our brother, like or our uncle or our family friend. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just wild. So I like I said at the end of the day, I appreciate everybody that did reach out to me. And and you know, we lost a real one and, and rest in peace to the to all those that lost their lives in that tragedy. Facts. Yeah. Yeah man. It was uh it was definitely a craziness. I mean they had um at the the Emmys they had that was the opening you mean um, the Grammys kind of gesture uh grammys yeah there you go see i don't even care about these award shows that's how bad it is um but yeah at the grammys had an opening but it was for nipsey and then they they added in you know kobe which again i've been in that situation as well where you're doing an in memoriam and then something happens and you got to add someone in which is kind of like the worst like literally it's the worst because you're just yeah you're doing a pack into into chaos yeah and it's like because it it just compounds it but um but yeah, the, the opening for the Grammys, basically they had uh, In Memoriam for Nipsey and then they also ha- had it added for Kobe. And um, I didn't, I watched that aspect of it, but I didn't watch the full thing. But um, a lot of the comments, especially for Alicia Keys, that was kind of saying she was the host and she was uh, acknowledging the tragedy that happened, but also kind of kept the spirit of the reason why they were there in terms of like um, that aspect of it. And so that kind of kept the ball rolling with that. But did you guys even watch the Grammys? Crickets. <laughs> can, I have can not I, watched the Grammys in some time. Can I ask a question? Um, Go. Can Alicia Keys actually sing? Yeah, I, 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 her live. She's okay. I believe so. I, yeah. I see her live. I don't. I don't know if she can hold a note. I, you know, I'm on Twitter, so I, I saw some <laughs> clips when she was with Boys and Men, and she was looking a little sus. Uh, I did see some highlights though. I saw that Tyler. The creator won an award, and he had his uh, little speech talking mm-hmm. about how the Grammys are kind of hypocritical. Um, and he felt weird winning. He was happy that he won, but he also felt like, eh. And, and I, he feels like I feel about uh, uh, certain films when I feel like they're doing too much to throw a dog a bone and see mm-hmm. a Martella wag type of deal. So. I kind of understood that, but like those are the two things that kind of stood out was the uh, that Tyler won because that's all I saw, and that uh, oh, and three things actually. Uh, I guess the men were wearing these outrageous costumes, and uh, Alicia Keys like looking like she can't really still hold a note. I don't know. I had a debate with uh, a certain someone about Alicia Keys not really being a good singer. That when I start to listen to her. She she's like the male version of Keith Sweat. I don't know, so that's just my thing. <laughs> wow! wow. 
I'm talking. Wow. Wow. I, I'm talking. <laughs> I mean, ever since she, if she, you know, she came out talking about women empowerment and then she stole Swiss beats, I've been looking at her kind of different lately. So, <laughs> I mean, you're not story. wrong. I mean, that's another story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, on a, and on a, I used to work in the industry tip. Yeah, that's that's kind of like her mo. So that wasn't a new mm. thing, but um, yeah, 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 it was just I don't know. I, I was one of those things where I didn't really watch the Grammys. I haven't really in a while because just not interested. But at the same time, just hearing it after and just seeing like quote unquote who won or whatever, it just kind of just like further amplify why we don't like watch like you know good on Tyler. He won for best rap album, even though his album's an R and B album, but whatever. And <laughs> and yeah, uh, but but also too, it's like, and we've had this you know conversation a lot before. But it's just one of those things where like it's an almost an antiquated award show, and it hasn't really evolved to what the current state of the how people like consume music, what kind of things are. They haven't really changed any of their categories really. Like and in in, in I think a lot of times just it just doesn't really it's not for I don't think it's for the current case of music and it's still there it's still there for a certain section of music but not for all of the music and I think you know all the people that we assume we were going to win all won you know the Lizzo's and the Billy Eilish and the freaking whatever's um and then you have and then and then you know for all that you still have people that won too like you no know, Anderson Pack won like two and Freaking Gary Clark Jr. won, Chappelle won for Sticks and Stones. Like, there's always, you know, the dot, the, the give the a couple bones they throw us here and there, but just in general, it's one of those things where either as a whole, you know, especially for the black community, they either just gotta all just not fuck with the Grammys or just accept that that's the way it is and then just roll with it and don't really pay it, pay it no mind. And then there's the, the, the usual annual call for, uh, for folk to start their own thing. Well, that comes down Thanks. to uh, it's always like the Grammys and Oscars. It's inclusion. Grammy so white, or Oscars so white. And I always say, you know, yes, we don't need these platforms to validate what is a good movie or what is good music, especially if we are not represented in like certain categories. Um, but I think, I don't know if it was you, Cam, or somebody opposes, like, yeah, are we going to celebrate the BT Awards more? Or, yep, exactly. Or the Essence Awards? Because I, I as an as a African-American, tend to look at those almost as low budget because I kind of use the Grammys and Oscars as a standard. Mm-hmm. But maybe I need to reflect and take a step back and look at the like I guess the other awards, the BTs, the Essence, and all the other ones, and say how can we like I for me I, I have to watch it, so I think that's how I would help on my, my part. But how can they do on their end to improve the quality if the quality is not up to par to the other ones, and make those the ones where we control the narrative and we care and 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 uplift? It's like trying to say oh buy black on you know blah 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 yeah. Well, I think it's also even deeper than that because one, this the part that happens a lot and people constantly forget. Like there was a good thing on Twitter they're talking about black famous, 
like which you know what artist or actor or whatever is black famous but then on the, on the your your coworkers or co- your white coworkers might not know who they are that kind of mm. thing so everybody was kind of you know t- putting in people and like they're dropping names and like you know deep cut r&b people like a lettuce or a freaking you know um like uh folks like that but the other aspect and someone brought this up someone was like well other thing too is you know there's 350 some odd million people in america literally less than 10 percent is black and not only is less 10 percent, we're actually our numbers are going down <laughs> and then now the the counterpart to that is we do and this is not a, not this is actually true is we do create a lot of the popular culture a lot of our trends a lot of our slang a lot of our music do permeate literally most of america but the other interesting part is you know it's interesting when people get upset when you know you as a black person says to a white person about say like a, a prince and they're like and the white person's like yeah i don't really know that much about prince but then they'll ask you about you know a tom petty or something right, to that right, right. and so the, you know the black person would get a little bit offended like how do you not know prince prince is a legend da, 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 da. 100% true but also not having the larger um step back about okay prince is a legend to us and our community but people in the uh, that's not us they know of him but they don't, might not put him in the same regard and so i think sometimes like like kind of like what cam says like we actually do need to stop you know patronizing the award shows that don't really give us a fair shake or we feel is not whatever and then we actually do need to put more effort into the ones that are like you know the NAACP awards or like the Soul Train awards or whatever but because in our own mind and this is goes with the you know the Oscars and everything else is like we still judge our art at a certain level by the acceptance of the white audience so like you know mm-hmm. Spike getting a freaking Oscar last year was a big deal but Spike should have been had an Oscar from a long ass time but at the same time it's it's not like he's not going to turn it down, right? But you know, him getting a lifetime achievement from like the BET Awards is not going to be the same as him getting an Oscar. Why is that? So we're going to have the problem. To... Why is that? I think it's a mix of longevity. Oscars have been around for eighty plus years, but also I think it's also that not only do just quote unquote white people, but everybody as a whole in that industry look at the Oscars as a pillar of something that is to achieve for. And I think that's the difference where we have to we have to consciously as a just as a as a you know as a culture and say, yo, cool, Oscars do your thing, but this is our thing. This is where we celebrate us and actually mean it. Because like we say it all the time, but do people actually care? No, you get a BT word, half those motherfuckers don't even show up. Well, also, you know, so, in the you know, also, in NAACP, same shit. Also, at the, well, to, to and to a larger point, to expand on a point that you were making, you know. Um, it's legitimacy also, you know, there, there's a certain philosophical point to it, to where, you know, a BET awards doesn't hold the same weight as an Oscar or an NAACP award uh, doesn't hold the same weight as an Oscar. And, you know, part of the philosophical piece is we don't look on those things the same way because they're not, they don't carry them. They don't hold themselves the same way. BET specifically itself in the same you know it, it could be that big frankly you know there's there it's not to say that there isn't a a, a gap or a need or a want or or you know the existence of a hole that can be filled there um i just think it's a matter of of internal philosophies for either for both organizations particularly bet bet fashions itself a particular way and it doesn't fall 
outside of whatever it views itself as currently. So, you know, the likelihood that the likelihood that the BET is going to somehow magically supplant the Oscars when they're having all sorts of identity issues on their own, um, you know, year to year, what um, year to year, what their award show looks like, you know, sort of sort of alters you know one year they're trying to pander to the older audience another year they're trying to get younger people another year they can't get younger artists another year the older artists are like nah i'm, I'm good i'm cool i did that already <laughs> so there's a consistency of identity and until they try to become bigger i think that's the key the scale of 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 what bet tries to do so limited right now um until you know, I think scale isn't an issue for NAA, for the NAACP awards. I think it's 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 something else. But until BET tries to do something differently in terms of scale and uh, overall philosophy, it's never going to be all things to all black people. It's never going to be monolithic, yeah. nor should it try to be. But until they resolve those issues. I don't think you're going to have anything close to an Oscars as far as the NAACP awards are concerned. Uh, I think it's just scale. If they had the resources to scale upwards, able to put on a show. And, and then, I mean, I guess it is philosophical. There's a certain philosophical uh, aspect to it as well, where, you know, it doesn't getting an NAACP award doesn't carry the same weight as an Oscar, you know, that, yeah. I'm just waiting that's, on the day when you hear, oh, we have uh, Jamie Foxx, NAACP award winner, uh, a BT uh, award winner, Essence award winner, and, and Oscar is not even named. Uh, film. Yeah. And that's, and honestly, I don't see that ever happening nope. purely because of the two things. One is I go back to longevity. Oscar's been around, like, say, for instance, John Legend. They, what do they say when they talk about John Legend? EGOT. That's the first thing they say every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. They don't say all the other black awards he got. He got all those. But they never say Because they don't things. carry the same weight. Don't care. They don't, one, they don't carry the same weight. And one, they don't care. And I think, the, I think that's the onus on us where it's like we have to, like, I'm, you know, we just saw the, uh, the Rock Nation brunch that just happened. Like, not, this is prior to the, uh, the tragedy. But, like, Everyone on, on on social media, they love watching from afar that Rock Nation brunch because it's like, you know, all the cool people, everyone dressed up. They got their suits, you know, black billionaires and millionaires and they're toasting yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And I yeah, think if they had, if that Rock Nation brunch was more of like something that was, you know, tra- how could they translate that Rock Nation brunch into something that's of, of a majesty of an award show, I guess you could put it. That that could rival something like an Oscar. Check this out. This is called the Rock Nation brunch. Do anybody ever eat at these brunches? <laughs> <laughs> Serious uh, question. I've heard that the the food is quite quite good. They do a lot of like you know, cutty chefs and that kind of stuff, but they never show everyone. They only take pictures when they're not eating, and that's actually pretty smart. If you think about. Well, it. I guess, well, man. Yeah. For, it looked like Firefest as far as like, food. <laughs> wow. No, I'm I'm serious because you they said the F word. They they said brunch, and every picture I see is a drink and in somebody hand giving up these hotel pyramid scheme how to be successful speeches. Like <laughs> write your own book. That's cool, but like man, like I need the real keys. You know what I'm saying? Like 
well, I think also too. I mean, that's another part indicative of our culture where you know the our culture likes to see those symbols and the you know the examples of quote unquote black excellence. Right. So like, how many people like retweeted and re reposted the picture of Jay Z and Diddy or like the video of like you know Diddy giving his speech to blah blah blah. The video of like Kev giving his speech, like you know and like. It, every time they repost it, there's always a, the extra, you know, added comment of like black excellence, you know, just your trace your dreams, blah 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 blah. What do you call them? Black so, blativity or whatever the black bourgeoisie folks, man. Now they get on. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like, unfortunately, our culture still has to get past that aspect of it because it's like, you know, they have those type of brunches in Hollywood for white old celebrity white people. And, you know, you see it online, but it's not anything that they celebrate like this is a a, um, a special or a thing that everyone, all the white actors and, you know, get together in Hollywood and they toast to their white excellence. Like, they don't do that shit. But then for some reason, in our community, we, we I'm not saying we need to see it, but the, a, a big part of our culture is the showing of what we've accomplished as opposed to just accomplishing it and then kind of keeping it moving. And I think I'm hope like slowly but surely it's starting to change with certain people. Like, and then their people are starting to, their actions are starting to speak louder than their actual words, which is dope. But then every time that that does happen, they pass away. IE Nipsey, you know, Kobe passed like, like, more and more people are starting to kind of just show that action. And so the talk comes in and then the action goes as well. And they kind of keep that momentum. So I like that I've seen that more with like T.I. and like Killer Mike and, those, and even with Diddy, you know, Diddy was doing his conference and bringing more people together, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I think the that aspect of that, you know, Rock Nation brunch and the majesty of it, of the we got to show black excellence, you know, when the people like, you know, Part of our culture is showing that we are fly, and there's nothing flyer than going to the Rock Nation brunch, brunch and then showing in a picture that you were there, you know? Well, can they show a picture of them being there with some food? <laughs> it's like it's like you have I'm a, a, I'm a, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Rock Nation brunch food. Yeah, it's like having a barbecue chef. with no barbecue sauce. What the heck? Brunch chef. Who is the chefs? Chef oh, restaurant. Yeah, that's funny. It always reminds but yeah, me I think- of that meme of the dude getting a hot dog and there's no ketchup. And he's like, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that guy. That's what I feel like when I look at them Rock Nation boys. Like, where's the food? It's like, so. Yo, I saw I saw some uh, orange juices and stuff in there. Orange juice is not food. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But, but yeah, I think that's the... Uh... That that's always interesting. Oh, see, man, you could just put Rock Nation brunch menu and boom, images pop up. Is it a styrofoam plate? <laughs> and charcuterie. Go back. Um, but yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I'm not I think that the um like the years working at BET and kind of seeing how a lot of the older people looked at celebrities and how they identified with them in terms of like like you said earlier about Kobe, like he's your cousin or your uncle or something like that. And I think indicative of our full on culture, we look at a lot of our celebrities or athletes in that same way because they look like us doing amazing things. So they, they, we feel that they are straight into that, like uh, that family aspect of it. And so it's always interesting to kind of see how people look at that and how they, um, they kind of go. 
Okay. I see some I see some actually food pictures. I'm obsessed now. I'm gonna find this out. <laughs> It'd be nice if they showed it when they try to present black excellence. Like I wanna see how excellent the plates look. That's, I mean, that's a fair that's a fair statement. You're gonna call it a brunch. Let me see food. I don't wanna see Kevin Hart giving a speech with Rose talking about write your own book. I, I don't care. Like <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Like you, you- more interested in the, in the in Andre? Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, I'm like I, I don't I I don't care for them. Like they cool, but like it, those, I always feel like these, like I said, these bourgeoisie black excellent folks be spitting like some Doctor Sebi type <laughs> pyramid scheme on how to be. You know, sometimes it just be. I I, I sometimes look. I, I I sound like a hater. But sometimes it just come off. They just be selling dreams, dude, to me. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense because that's exactly what it is. Like it's like when when you know, like like a Beyonce or like a Lizzo of of newest is, is a perfect example. Where like you know, people see Lizzo, a big loud black woman, being quote unquote unapologetically. I hate that term big loud and black and they identify with that and that gives them some type of solace and uh, confidence and so now not only is that for black women but now that's for all women so now they're all identifying with Lizzo, Lizzo as being you know confident and how they and rock with them not whether you agree with it or not a lot of pe- people just in general find someone usually it's a celebrity or you know athletes in some cases as well to identify with to kind of validate a lot of the, the things that they like in their own self so say for instance the rock nation brunch you know happens how many other parties that try to mimic that that steez to kind of have that same feel and but on a smaller scale like there's always you know all the little bougie wine stuff and like new york has fucking literally a million of them and then you go to dc atlanta la like all of them have these like they all like people especially for black culture like we love dressing up going to a specific event you know acting you know and then having these like big conversations about what we're going to do and what we did Mm -hmm. how we move in and blah 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 like and it's like it's reoccurring theme and so the the rock nation brunch to me is like almost like the pinnacle of the exact thing that people are trying to chase. And even like, I'm actually looking up like the actual menu and it's just a regular ass catered brunch, dude. You know, assorted cheeses and what, what is, Okay, what is the point of this brunch? Just to hang out and... and Yeah, it's like all brunches. You know what brunch, no, brunch, I mean, brunch is? Like, I mean, like... To be seen. If, no, yep. okay, we go to brunch, we're going to brunch. I feel like <laughs> Rock Nation, there's like a purpose. So, <laughs> not to put our homie on the spot, but remember that time we got invited to brunch? And it turned out to be like a motivational, like oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not yep. naming oh, no names. <laughs> Do it's, tell it's, though. No, no, no. I can't. No, no, that. no, not the name. I'm just saying yeah. the brunch itself. Well, offline, but like I just felt like <laughs> we got bamboozled. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing where it's like you know the 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 brunch. It's also it's actually again it's just like a, it's like a regular party. It's like it's an excuse. For all these Negroes that don't get to hang out with each other to have to hang out. And that's that's literally what it is. And then they, you know, they let the cameras in so then the people outside can look outside like, oh, man, I want to be there, too. I you guess. I mean, maybe so, I'm just salty because I wasn't invited for brunch. According to the camera, it was a regular-ass brunch, so you ain't really miss much. Exactly. Like, gosh, I, I put the link in about the food. You guys can look at it like, what? Yeah, I feel like I can just go to Peaches or something. 
no nah, man, it's not even this is this not even Peach's level. This is like freaking, I don't know, uh Marie Callender's or some shit or something. Wow. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like that's the thing. Like it it would be different. And I think that's the thing as the other aspect of it that I, I kind of took away from it was like when other people do something like this on this level they'll bring in you know chef cam chef cam has a little restaurant out in compton he's been doing amazing food he's preparing the whole so like they make it an event with someone that's on that level but like for this one it's not about the brunch it's about the people that are going it's about rubbing the elbow right rubbing elbows exactly exactly this was in la uh yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah yeah because it's for it's always the Emmys always, it's always the the brunch before the Emmys like in that that same couple oh, days. okay well, so it's basically what you're saying is basically eat before you go to the brunch a hundred percent or they probably eat after yeah jeez <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean but that's that thing it's like you know it's more about the the majesty and the rubbing the elbows and getting the invite you know like there's still it's like I said there's still a few things on those levels that are still invite only that you people can feel left out if they don't get to go or that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? it, it generates a certain level of exclusivity and you know if you're if you're part of that if you're part of that uh that brunch then you're part of that crew. If you're part of that crew, it is it's never about the thing that it's about on its face. It's always about the access that that thing grants you. So it's yeah. it's not about yeah. the brunch. It's about the access to the People that are there. Yep, it's so all about the access. Yep, I mean they're probably, you know, uh, rubbing elbows and you know, deals are probably being made or the precursor to deals are being made. Like, yo, we should have that meeting about that thing that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's, not it's about purely that. it's purely a time to hang out, and I think that's the aspect of it. And so it is interesting because, yeah, you know, you see, you know, you're always going to see the same picks, like, you know, the the Diddy and Jay picks and the. Beyonce and like all of all of quote unquote our black celebrity and royalty or if you want to put it that way, but um yeah it's it's, it's just an interesting thing because it's like Negroes could get together for the Rock Nation brunch for like an award show <laughs> like imagine if everybody in that Rock Nation brunch actually went to like NAACP awards right <laughs> or like one of those then that that would change literally the whole aspect of it so I mean that's where I think you know for any of these award shows to actually because you know all like there's so many award shows and just the ones that we and and because there's because you can you and i we can make the table of truth awards design out a thing three 3d print a freaking trophy yes (laughs) make categories and like legit make it happen but i think it comes back to me it comes back down to the longevity and then like like you said the prestige and like are we going to have something that will have the same prestige as the Oscars? We could easily make one, but now we have to kind of keep that consistency so that it just keeps going. And I think like NAACP awards could totally do it. BET awards could totally do it. Soul Train awards could totally do it. And so it just depends on the people that are around it that will put that at, like, you know, when they did the Golden Globes recently and I think Beyonce and Jay-Z popped up and that's something they, they rarely do. They don't really go to those type of things. They'll go to the, they'll go, they'll go to that, you know, the Grammy sometimes, but they don't really go to Oscars and they kind of don't go to some of those. So when they were there, it's kind of like, huh, what are you guys doing here? And you get, you know, they're not up for any awards. They were just there, but just them being there added another level to that place. So, you know, if Jay, if, if our most popular celebrities went to the things that we would want to elevate as in terms of, you know, those awards that maybe that would change. I, I always just say, why do we see the same dog and pony show every year? I log online and you're like, oh man, such and such didn't get nominated for award. 
Those black boys. I'm like, why y'all still watch this? Like, <laughs> like y'all know this is the same old do- uh, dog and pony show. Like, same old sh- shit, pretty much. Don't give it the credibility. Don't watch. Because like, people buy, still buy into the into the idea that these things actually have merit and weight. Yeah, exactly. If you, Man. if you, if you, okay, say if you were a a fan of a certain team and your team wasn't winning, you stop going. You stop watching. Then. When the money stopped coming in, the owner of the team would be like, well, people are not coming in. Maybe I need to do something different. So I'm saying if people stop watching and stop giving merit, especially those that are up in arms. I don't get up in arms because I don't watch it. But the people who do watch it, if they really want to see change, just don't focus on that anymore. Just talk amongst yourselves. Have groups, dialogue, whatever, to say this movie. Like, for instance, uh, Parasite was a movie that was lauded by a lot of people. And say it didn't win. I'm sure there would have been an uproar, but we don't need them to validate a good movie. Like if Moonlight a few years ago didn't win Best Picture, which it did, it still wouldn't take away from the fact that that movie was awesome. And I always hate yeah. the fact that we need that validation. Now I get, I kind of understand a little bit that if you're Oscar nominated, all your peers who still follow this formula will say, okay, that dude won an Oscar or that movie won an Oscar. We're going to look more into them for more work. You know, I get that. But I think they're like we how we discussed it earlier is there needs to be a way where we can have options in the Oscars. If you're not even for Oscars, then you're nominated for something else. It's still just as credible. Yeah, I think. And also something like uh, Parasite is actually a great example because it already won all the all the little awards that you know you don't know mm-hmm. about. They already won all mm-hmm. those. And so now they're coming over to the, you know, the white people awards on some just like, oh, shit. A Korean subtitled movie won an award in the White People Awards. Okay, now I might. Now you have like that's the, that's the same thing with the Oscars and Golden Globes because now you have all these people that don't give a fuck about Korean cinema looking at some random film with subtitles about a random subject. So now more people will start to see your film, and I think that's the aspect that that we still haven't um, eclipsed yet. Like, no. At the end of the day, the the audience or the general public still looks to these larger award shows and to like learn or hear about things that they might not have heard about. So like your average person is not checking for Parasite, no matter how many awards it gets. And then all of a sudden it wins an Oscar and they're like, oh, well, it must and be good. Kore- a best picture. And suddenly Korean cinema is cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've been watching Korean cinema for years and I watch Korean dramas. Like I, the, the director, he's done some dope ass shit. But again, how many people you're how many average person in america watches a subtitled basically movie you know and i think that's what his point was he was like yeah once you guys get over that little uh word at the bottom you'll find a lot of good movies <laughs> well what's what i find also interesting is just the larger like i read an article uh about how there are a lot of they're not just uh just the 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 the, the juxtaposition sort of the opposite of parasite situation where like uh, Hustlers didn't, didn't uh, uh, nobody from Hustlers got nominated. Like the people are saying, JLo should have gotten something. For what? Uh, Tricking off? Hey, the film, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wait, hold uh, on. The people, people are saying, <laughs> don't kill, don't kill the There's messenger. Don't. Yeah, don't, don't shoot me. I haven't seen the movie. Um, the people are saying <laughs> that Adam Sandler should have gotten nominated, nominated for his role in Uncut Gems. And there's a lot. So, subject matter aside, <laughs> uh, um, there's a, there seems to be a larger, a larger thing where the 
article that I read was basically saying that, um, that it quoted a few, quite a few people who were like, well, that's cool that, you know, she had a, she had a decent performance in the one movie and Sadler had uh, a decent performance in the one movie. If they do it again next year, then we got to give them something. And there's so there's this idea <laughs> that if you're a one shot, you know, if you're if you're a one shot, uh, if you have your one shot where you have an exceptional performance you may not and if you don't fit the the mold of a quote-unquote thespian if you're not if you don't have the level of actor credibility that some of the other actors have don't qualify as getting you don't qualify for getting a, a, an a, an oscar nomination which to me is just like i flawed i've known that for yeah. i've known they operate that way for years but yeah, maybe that was that was like shocking that. to some people. I posted that on my Facebook page. People were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe him!" Like, where have you been? What show have you been watching? Man, I mean, it's also I mean, I'm 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 actually going through the nominees now and kind of seeing because I just I'd heard I I didn't know I know who the winners were, but I didn't know who was actually nominated for stuff. And so it's fascinating, by the way. But mm-hmm. but also too, it's just interesting to kind of see it because it's like. Um, yeah, just the way the categories are just old. Like, like I said, they're just old categories. They're not really changed for what's what's going on currently. And like, just like you said, like the the people that get left out, like the you know J Lo for Hustlers, and you know, and, and like, and I laugh because it's more about you know a lot of the people that like say for, for the Oscars with like for Best Picture, most people have not seen those movies. <laughs> and that was one of the things the article was saying that. Oh, a lot of these cats basically saw some of the screeners and was like, "Oh, it's J Lo. Now, nah, never mind. I'm cool. Oh, it's Adam Sadler. Yeah. Nah, I'm fine. I don't need to see that." And so they didn't even yep. give the film a shot. They didn't yep. even they, uh, like, that, that, and and, and that, so that's part of the whole. If they're nominated next year, if they if their name comes around next year and they have performances that are worth checking out, then they'll give them a shot next year, which is insanity to me. Yeah. The what was the one? It was the uh, oh last year or two years ago. Was it Mister Rogers' Neighborhood? The the documentary or whatever. And I remember Questlove was talking about it. He was just like, "Yeah, I saw it there." Cause you know he's on the Academy, he could vote. And he was just like, "Oh, that's probably gonna win. I'm gonna vote, give my vote to somebody else." And it didn't even get nominated. And they were like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> because everyone assumed that everyone was gonna vote for it, but no one did because they that happened. And they're so aspect. And so, another yeah, aspect the of the whole thing because I mean. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say another aspect of the Oscars is that the what happens is uh, when I've been I've read or been told that you know when a movie generates hype, everybody jumps on that bandwagon. But there's so many submissions for Best Picture, and there's so many nuanced like categories that not everybody's gonna like the people were, they're supposed to see everything, but they're only gonna see probably like a, a certain percentage, and like the movie that like. Like Moonlight was dope, but equally is important. It just got a lot of hype. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of bad movies get a lot of hype, and they're not really good. Like if J Lo would have won an Academy Award for <laughs> for a stripper yeah, movie, yeah, out of their cash, I'd be upset. Like if Black Panther won Best Picture, I'd have been mad. Like yeah, I'd be like, I that's not that. like a Best Picture type movie. It made mm-hmm. a lot of money. It got a lot of hype. But also, like you just said, it best picture type of movie, and because there's there hasn't been we can 
figure out a, a p- common patterns from like the last you know x amount of years of the Oscars. But like that's the thing. Like you know, most people when they think of best picture movie, it's always uh you know a strong sad performance by a somebody that had to lose mad weight, or it's the random white guy that you know he played a tough gay character that ends up dying. And that's, right, right, right. That's his guy. You know, right, like I'll there's this, this, there's man. those archetypes. Damn, you know? I've never watched a Marvel movie and thought this was Oscar nominated, so I can safe to safely say. <laughs> that Black Panther was not worthy of a best picture category. Now, if you want to put like CGI or something, which, which you won't win either. No, exactly. No. But I'm just saying, no. no, I would have put it. I would have put it for score. No, I wouldn't have either. Score, I'd, sure. I put okay. it. I put a score. I put a score I for nominee. I, I would say winning. Nominee, it wouldn't win, but I would. Yeah, nominee. I wouldn't say win, but nominee. I thought the score was the score to me was actually like Oscar level. I would put that. That's the one thing I will give it that movie. Like I enjoyed the movie, but all those accolades in terms of like actual winning awards, nah. But like for the score, I would say that if they if it said if it got a nominee for score or for like costuming, like I think that's what it did. Get. Yeah, that's something different. Like, I get that. But like, yeah, like I get that. And, and like, I but the, the filmmaking aspect of it, nah. yeah. But I understand your point of Oscar but, type movies where it does fall in this formula. However, there have been movies that have been fun. I don't know. It's it's weird because like. I do look at certain movies that win Oscars. I don't necessarily think they're their best picture because overall, but they'll take like when the first Matrix came out, I thought that was going to win some awards. You know what I'm saying? For like innovative cinematography and stuff like that. It is technical awards for sure. Yeah. Yeah, technical. But you know, like when I think of best pictures, I think of stuff that encapsulates a, a, a audience that has very good characters, a very good story. It's moving. I come out. One of the before Moonlight, the one movie I liked was The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix. Recently, people were talking about this Joker movie was supposed to be Oscar. I watched it and I was like, nah, I'm good. This ain't it. This ain't it. I didn't see what the hype was about. And it was a, it was a blatant bite off another movie, Taxi Driver. But again, goes back to how many people have actually seen Taxi Driver. Right. Right. I mean, what, sad to say, but then sad to say, then we have other situations like a Slumdog Millionaire, where it's, that was hype. Ooh, ooh, we got a brown guy. We got a brown guy. Yeah, brown crash. Guy. Same but shit. Then they gave, but what what pissed me off is they gave Slumdog Millionaire technical awards that it did not deserve, like best sound. You know, I and mean, that's and that's sound, and that goes into the the industry people where you're just like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. Like they gave that joint the best. Uh, I mean, Best audio engineer, uh, Cam. You near your computer. You can correct me if I'm wrong. The other movies that were that that were nominated that were that were nominated. I think Iron Man. That was the same year that Iron Man came out. And I was like, oh, Iron Man has that unlocked. And then they dropped that nonsense. And I was like, are you, you wh- what? Like I saw Slum Dog Millionaire in the theater. Hey, there's just no way. I think Transformers was another one that got nominated. I'm just like this. There are a gajillion movies that could get that that could get the technical awards before Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire was a good movie, and I think it, it got best you know, picture, it got best original score, best sound mixing, best it got, it got yo, it got a lot of best shit. Best director, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, who else was nominated yeah. for best for for best sound? That's that's what I want to know. I don't know, and <laughs> unless I'm a sound mixer, I wouldn't even care. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. But, no, but, but again, it me, swept that saying, shit. It, it absolutely did not. Cinematography did too? not deserve uh, best sound. It just didn't. Yeah, just, away from Sunday. 
Yeah, but it's what's even crazier is now going back to what we said before about the le- le- you know uh, legitness and you know now you know Danny Boyle is a you know an Oscar award winning director not, for the rest of his life. He's not an <laughs> uh, NAACP award winner. <laughs> no, but yeah. for, for the rest of his life, and that, but I think that's the aspect of it. So it's like if we want to get away from the aspect of chasing these awards that you know, hey, you know, begging them to freaking recognize us, and we're shunning the awards that our own community is actually giving, then that's where it's kind of like ah, uh, we gotta pick and choose, you know, we gotta be like fuck the Oscars and rock with in, in the AACP and keep and keep rocking with and us rock hard. Or, yeah, Jesus Christ, this one, yo, this thing won Satellite Awards, Critics' Choice Awards, Producer Guild Awards, NAACP Awards, National Society of Film Critics Awards, BAFTA Awards. Just talking about Slumdog. Golden Globe. What year was it? 2009. Holy sh! I did not realize it won this many awards. So yeah, that was the year Iron. That was the year after Iron Man came out. Holy crap! And they won awards that I didn't even know that existed. Yes. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, yo, there's literally a hundred and a hundred plus award shows, like award, like, like, like things like, out there. I think there. they like, won. There's so many services of them. award. I don't know what they. <laughs> <laughs> they won. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many of them. There's so many award shows, so that it's like, if if the if the totalitary uh, the, the total of black culture was like, look, from now on, we're rocking with this award. This is ours. I could see that shift happening. We're getting an Oscar. It's like, meh, got an Oscar. But the but the award that award show that I really wanted was this. So I think that's that aspect of it. You know, in comic books and art, they have they have their own awards that are, that are special to them. The Eisner Award, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the the Ringos, which is uh, named after a passed away illustrator who's awesome. That's actually a, a very coveted thing. So like each industry has their own awards. It just happens to be that in film, you know. There's nothing that's eclipsed Oscars because you know Oscars have been around for fucking almost eighty years now. So, but I mean, we could talk about freaking how the Oscars are annoying forever, but Which we uh, won't. Wanna... <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll wrap it up and give uh get some final words in. Uh, Cam, you got you got your final word? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of parasite, um, I have a few, but I'm I'm gonna stick with this one. Uh. Parasite was a really good movie, very good movie for the to all our listeners that hear this pod in the next coming days. Uh go check out the movie Parasite. It is with what uh us was supposed to be. Is that the movie that uh what's the name it wrote that I didn't watch? Oh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. So if you thought us was a good movie, which it wasn't, uh go see <laughs> Parasite, which is a good movie. And that is what you're supposed to feel, and that is a very good uh, director. Um, I just got put onto his work. I'm looking more, more into his work. Check it out. But the problem I have is I like original like movies, and this dude made a dope movie. Now America wants to get his grubby hands on it and reboot it. And I'm like, why? We just gave him a speech about getting past the subtitles to notice that these there are great films out there and now america wants to put its tainted hands on it and reboot it for whatever reason that it does not need to be rebooted enjoy it in its original technicolor glory go watch parasite the way it was meant to be watched by the director who wanted it 
to be watched in a certain way. That's all. <laughs> but but I don't want to I don't want to read <laughs> uh, subtitles. <laughs> so you rather have fake ass <sighs> speaking broken ass Korean? Like, oh, dude, it's awesome. Uh, Josh, what's your final words? Yo, I had something else. My final word is is the first Academy Awards sound mixing award the year the Slumdog Millionaire won. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Wally, Slum Dog Millionaire, Wally again. Wow, Wally. Okay, so it's Wally. Okay, maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. All right, so I'll go back to my original joint. Um, yeah, just church, church, church your people while they're here, man. Church, you know, don't wait for your heroes to pass before you, uh, before you realize how valuable they were. You know, Kobe, Kobe was here, and we were kind of just going through our going through our daily whatever the way and we sort of lost our minds and lost our you know just you know went up in arms about uh about dudes lost just cherish people while they're here man Ch- cherish them while they're here because you can't really do anything with them you know you can you can certainly relive their memories but you can't do any you there's a limit to what you can do with memories versus a person that's living and functioning and breathing and you know celebrate them while they're here Hey, that's, I, that's my final word. And I'm going to piggyback on your last word and just say, when you throw something in the trash can, yell, Kobe! Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Keep fair that. Enough. Let's not lose that. <laughs> uh, I know. Someone's like, it's not going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a little heavier now when you do that. Um, Yeah, my final word is, I've been catching up on a lot of my Netflix original shows, and I'm starting to see an interesting trend with a lot of black male characters in these shows. And I've noticed in at least seven of them, uh, it's interesting because the the black, they're usually sub characters, minors, nothing crazy. But what I've been noticing is like a lot of these black male characters are uh, are gay. And then I started to ask, I looked at a lot of the other shows to see, you know, what was the kind of the percentage of it. And I was like, huh. So the majority of black male characters of a show that's not strongly featured a black cast the black characters are almost like the new gay sidekicks, which is really interesting and not even a bad thing or whatever, just more of an observation. But I was kind of find, wanted to, I'm trying to see if that's, you know, intentional or is it just happens to be that a lot of these creators, that's kind of like their first go-to is the, you know, black male character that's gay, you know, as the, you know, the sidekick to help the protagonist get over on something or whatever. But yeah, that's my final word. I have no idea why, but there's a lot of black gay sub characters in shows in Netflix and I'm starting to see it, and I don't understand. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm on the case. <laughs> I think that's something that's something that's popping up a lot, just in general in the, in the industry in general. But I hate your point on. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And that's that's why I said I'm on the case because I'm I'm gonna deep I'm gonna do some deep diving. This could be an ongoing theme. It's gonna, but you know, I got to make sure I'm delicate with it because I understand the sensitivity. Surely, but yeah, I just I but not. But I was like, yeah, I was like, huh? It popped up like four times in a row, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> So you're saying you got a problem with Lafayette's and the Billy Porters of the world, Cam? Gotcha. Mm. <laughs> don't don't revoke my woke card. <laughs> nah, nah, I, I didn't. I didn't. No, it's all serious. I didn't notice that. Um, that is something that. Uh, not that there's a problem with it. it and that's what I was yeah. going to say. It just I noticed it, and I think that's the yeah. thing. I that's why I chose my words very carefully, saying. I so what? Uh, as can I ask what shows are you watching? Um, I watched. Uh, 
couple newer ones. One was uh, October Faction, which is based off a graphic novel, indie. Um, Daybreakers, which is kind of like a post-apocalyptic uh, teen rom-com-y type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard good things about that. What's it? Uh, Daybreakers is fun. That's the best way I can put it. It's fun. And it's not... It's one of those things where... You know, Netflix is now pushing out so much content that you know the quality is going up and down. But I, what I do like about it so far that it still beats a lot of the other streaming services is they do take a lot of chances on different types of shows. So there's a lot more original content um, instead of you know just uh, rehashing a old stuff from the universe that you have. You know, love Picard, awesome show, but it is part of something that's already there. Um, so Netflix is starting to bring out a lot of original IPs, which to me is, I think is interesting. So I'm more willing to take a chance of something I've never even heard of just to kind of check it out to see if it's good. So I'm just dope. So I'm just whack, but I'm actually kind of excited to see new shit that I've never heard of. I have, have no, no basis for it whatsoever. So I get to cold, go in cold and just kind of experience it. So I've been enjoying that aspect of it. I just like to um, point out for the yeah. committee, Dark Knight was, was nominated that year for best sound mixing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can't let it go. <laughs> repping for my repping for my trade. Hey, man. Benjamin Button like was nominated said, that year. Know. And actually, oh, wow. that was a really good sounding movie. Hmm. Um, and Slumdog Millionaire yeah. beat both of them out. And Wally. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we can go on more tangents. But fellas, I feel I. It feels good. I feel good. I'm not even gonna say we're back. We got to get at least three in a row to make the make it back. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just say we're back in 2020. <laughs> yes, we're here. Hello, twenty. Hello, 2020. We're here. 2020. <laughs> we're part of the 4040 Club, and we're here in the year 2020. I know, dude. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, that's the table of truth, and we out. Namaste. <laughs> you can listen and download to all of our episodes of the table of truth on itunes to search the table of truth podcast